you're going too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, but it won't get you too far Get you too far Here we are, episode 10 of Hall and Snokes. We got Matt, Chris, and Dan. I'm Dan. Bring it to you loud and strong, and let's go. Fucking double digits, boys. Double digits. We made it here. Oh, yeah. You know, it's fucking crazy that just, like, it just makes me think of it every time that we record an episode, because every time, usually, we do it is on a Sunday night, which is, like, the last day of celebration. So, it's Matt... Means it's been ten weeks since celebration ended, which is just fucking crazy to think about. Absolutely, yeah. I think about that all the time. I'm like, shit, it's been like it, in a weird way, it's kind of good because I'm like, it's only been like a month and a half since celebration. Because like celebration right. seems like it was years ago. Well, if you say a month and a half, that doesn't seem like yeah. too long. But yeah, two and a half months. Well, oh, you're uh, right. Two I and a half months. Ten right. weeks. Yeah. My, two my, <laughs> Look, we're not math majors on this show, okay? Yes. And I I am not sober right now, so... Just, just, well, join just, the club. Just, just putting that out, though. Just a pub, public service announcement. I don't know if we've had an episode where every person on it was sober. I hope not. That's true. I usually eat several beers deep every show. Yeah, I mean, I hope we haven't had any totally sober episodes. I, I shudder to think what that would look like. Well, that was, yeah. that was, the, whole, that was the whole concept, is just, like, drink a few beers and talk some wars. There you go. Pretty much, right? Because that's what <laughs> and we were that, doing and then we, before. And then, so. like, the common connection was Roseanne, so. Right, there you go. <laughs> Little Rosie. <laughs> Taking this lap of this beer to Rosie. Fucking A. All right, so uh, what, what kind of news do we want to start out with first? Uh, well, you know, there's not really any Star Wars news this week. Yes. So. No, not at all. Like, uh, but, well, I mean, yeah, that that's that that was me, just me joshing around. But, and, well, there's a couple of comic book news things I wanted to talk about real quick before we dive into all that craziness, but. Just continue, to continue the ongoing saga of this, like, Spider-Man Venom shit that we've been doing. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like, we, it's, it's, it's we, getting we, weird. So at first yeah. they said, not, definitely not a shared, or definitely not part of the MCU, definitely its own thing. And then they came out in an interview where the head of Sony and Kevin Feige were sitting there in the same fucking room. And they said, yep, it's all part of a thing, all part of one thing. And then, and then all a couple of days ago, now just all of a sudden, Kevin Feige came back out and said, uh, actually, it turns out that was all bullshit. Uh, and that really, uh, it sounds, it's like it's getting more and more convoluted as it goes. It's like, okay, so, so Spider Man could potentially show up in a Venom movie, but Venom isn't going to ever show up in a Spider-Man movie. Like, so, okay, so here's the yeah. way they worded it is, like, it's all very fucking vague, obviously, because I just want to keep shit at arm's length, but yeah. it's, uh, it says, so, 
so much happens in the third and fourth Avengers movie, as you can imagine. So much is affected by a better person to hold your hand, Legion, in the next incarnation of MCU, and Peter Parker. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, basically, uh, where the fuck is it? God damn it. Where the, I lost the goddamn quote. This is really great podcasting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about the quote, but it's like... It's, well, whatever the quote it's was. Basically it was like, basically like, Spider-Man is involved with, like, the Venom universe, but right. the Venom universe isn't what the DC... Or the... the fuck. MCU. MCU. Right. That basically, like, it's possible that Spider-Man might show up in those movies, but that at the same time, they're still, like, sort of creating their own, like, splinter offshoot of like they're like okay no it is just a venom universe spider-man might fucking show up and make a cameo but which is just like it's weird like last time it was like oh cool they came to their fucking senses they figured their shit out and then now all of a sudden this is like they're going back to just like yeah you know we're, we're yeah it's like why is it that complicated like Make some movies together. Make a shit ton of money and That's entertain. Do it. That's Dude, you put you Tom do. Hardy. Yeah, you put Tom Hardy in the MCU as Venom. That's like immediately that's, a recipe for success. And that's the thing. Like, oh yeah, that sounds like, great. Like the actors want to work together. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Like but, the, but I okay. So I read an article with Tom or a quote from uh, Tom Holland who said. Uh, basically that, like, straight up, it will never happen that Venom will show up in a Spider-Man movie. Like, he, this week, he, he, he was quoted as saying that. I was yeah. just like, ah, like, what the fuck? Like, why are you trying to, like, hamstring yourself yeah, and, and, like, and also, like I'm sorry, confuse Tom, everybody? You're, you're, like, what, 18? Yeah. Like, dude, I don't just... know. He's either 18 or, like, 35. Yeah. Something like it's that. Hard no. to tell. He's <laughs> British and in, he's British and in good shape, and he's clean shaven. I mean, exactly, he's either yeah. eighteen or, or thirty something. Yeah. I did see a very fucking impressive <laughs> video the other day uh, of of Tom Holland or some kind of fucking show out on I don't know the MTV or whatever the Liberty shit. But just go out and do yourself a favor. Go look up Tom Holland lip-syncing to Umbrella by Rihanna. Oh, yeah, I've seen It's, it. like, the most impressive shit you've I, ever I seen. I have seen that. It is yeah, good. Yeah, for real. I'll back you like, up on that. <laughs> oh, dude. I will, like, yeah. you can see, like, that could have been his audition tape for getting Spider-Man. Like, from just, like, the moves that he does in that fucking, <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, yeah. I, that's a joke, but it's, like, totally not a joke at the same time. Because, yeah, like, that's fucking impressive, dude. Yeah. He's, like, better than Rihanna. Like, she can sing, but, like, dance moves-wise, dude, like, I'll fucking put Tom Holland up against Rihanna any day. Like, that was some impressive motherfucking shit. Uh, he's Sidebar. A, he's a nimble, agile motherfucker. And he's he, a nimble motherfucker, that's right. He's perfect <laughs> for Spider-Man, and they casted that greatly. And I just You know, that. it's... I, 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 as much as I really love Tobey Maguire and the first two movies, I gotta say, dude, like, even only just seeing him in Civil War and the, like, trailers and stuff, like, I gotta like, see Homecoming to really, like, make it as... Like, so far, yeah. it might be my favorite on-screen Spider-Man. Like, that, I just... I don't know. I really... I, I think he really fucking nails it. Yeah, I, I think that... that. I was reading an article saying the uh, the, the yeah homecoming is getting a lot of good uh, reviews so far. 
Yeah, I'm off. stoked, dude. It looks rad as fuck. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have that. I love Spider-Man. We'll have, we'll have that more information on that in like a week or two, but... Yeah, it comes out this weekend, I think. Or, or wait, what fucking day is it right now? It's uh, Sunday. June 20th. Sunday. I think, comes, so, so no, I think it comes out like this week, right? Maybe like the preview screens, but I, I think it's like July or yeah, July 7th, I think, is the actual. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. So we got two weeks. But no, like, I, 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 don't, I'm, I fully plan on seeing this movie like within the first two days it comes out. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Thursday, July sixth. Oh shit! I'll be back in in Montana then, Chris. We can, if you're if you want to wait till Friday to see it, we can go see it then. See it. Yeah. Me and Tony. I'm Tony's flying into Seattle. I'm gonna pick him up and 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 drive his ass out to Missoula in two weeks. Oh, sweet. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, that's. It's a great weekend too. That's my bachelor. I'm a bachelor weekend for me that weekend. So you motherfucker, dude. You know what? You remember how? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Remember how you were supposed to tell me about when the fuck that was gonna? When where the fuck were you gonna bother wait, to hold, tell hold, me? Hold on. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that that Heather's out of town that week. I'm not saying I'm having anything. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> just... okay. okay. Made that sound like because before we had talked about like how you having this like kind of like bachelor party like wedding kind of reception party later in the summer and you may you just made it sound like that's what oh no, no. I was about to say, like, me. you're married for like yeah we already yeah. had our honeymoon god damn it and you're, you're, you're having you <laughs> I just, you you just a have a random bachelor you... weekend throughout the year uh, just... yeah i took you yeah, on a honeymoon yeah, yeah. before your wife i mean that's a sweet deal honeymoon motherfucker that's what you're going on So the only other like comic book thing that I thought was interesting is that apparently uh, HBO is gonna do is gonna remake Watchmen as a miniseries, yeah, I which did I'm see fucking that. stoked about. Like, here's the thing: I don't know how you guys feel about Watchmen, but I love that movie. But it's a flawed movie, and I love Zack Snyder. I will defend him. Oh yeah. I'll defend his movies all fucking day. But there's some choices in that movie that did bother me. The biggest one was that they cast this fucking... I, we, I talked about it before a while yeah. ago, but like they cast this little fucking skinny-ass, like, wimpy British dude as Ozymandias, who's supposed to be, like, the epitome of, like, the, like, Greek god, like, Adonis motherfucker, just, like, the biggest, most jacked dude of all time. And they picked this, like, weaselly little British dude and put him in, like, the most ridiculous muscle suit. You know what, Chris? I had a realization because I just was re-marathoning re in Arrested Development. The real thing he looks like in that movie is he looks like George Michael when he puts on the fucking suit for the, <laughs> the body the, suit, yeah, yeah for the muscle suit, suit or whatever. For the, for, yeah, the muscle suit when they do the like living portraits thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> when I see Watchmen, I see Matthew, whatever the fuck his name is, like. Uh, yeah, anyways, that, that was annoying, because, like, whatever, like, that's just, like, that's a small thing, but, like, the thing that bugged me the most was that they changed the ending, and I don't remember the exact details of, of what was changed first, like, I think they made it, like, I don't fucking know, this is pointless for me to go on a rant about when I haven't watched it recently, but I remember that they <laughs> definitely, they very 
significantly change the way that the ending plays out in in the movie versus the comic book and like the comic book is like one of the most fucking amazing pieces of literature like it's literally on time magazine's 100 greatest novels of all time like not 100 greatest graphic novels like greatest fucking novels it's like some epic shit and and i think it deserves it deserves the long form of like an hbo or a netflix I, I feel like a episodic thing like that done right would be and, better and than I a movie anyway. Zack Snyder, yeah, exactly. And I, but I love the director's cut and everything. But it's the kind of thing. It's so long, and there's so yeah, many it, details it and, and nuances. Me- it was from the the wrong medium to like. Absolutely, yeah. I I always felt like it should have been a miniseries. Yeah. I was excited that they made it into a movie and that it was like a pretty faithful adaptation. Dude, fucking Rorschach was perfect casting. There's a couple, there's a couple like perfect castings in that movie that are just amazing. Like the comedian Rorschach, I think Doctor Manhattan is fucking on point. Even Night Owl, like honestly, really, almost all the castings except for Ozymandias. But like, if you fuck up the villain, you kind of fuck up the movie. And yeah. I love the movie to death, but it's a flawed movie. So I'm really excited about this, and it's Damon Lindelof. And I don't remember why the fuck I know that name. I don't know. I, I feel like it would those kind of shows. Like, I, I swear to fucking God, like that name sticks out to me in my brain for some re- important reason. I can't remember what. Maybe he worked on. Oh, maybe he did Lost. I think he did a bunch of stuff on Lost, actually. But yeah, anyway. Oh. So I'm fucking stoked about that. I think that's that uh, that could be especially because it's HBO. That it could really be the like to the level to really do justice to it. So I don't know. I think that was that, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I am. I hear you. Uh, but anyway, yeah, okay. I think that was pretty much all the other extraneous shit. Um, yeah. So uh, pretty light week. Uh, Star Wars news, like not really a lot to talk about. Um. Actually, it just sucks. It just anything. sucks when it's like, yeah, it just sucks when really these like these kind of like weeks when it's just kind of like a dead zone and like yeah. you know we're just kind of like waiting for the next trailer or whatever. Yeah, no and like, trailer. Really there's no trailer. There's no official news. Like nothing. Yeah. Lucasfilm yeah. wasn't giving us anything right now. Um, I mean, I guess unless I don't know, unless you guys want to talk about like uh the fucking uh the directors that they fired or whatever sure yeah, I mean, yeah i guess that's something <laughs> yeah that is uh what's well, the funny thing relevant. dude so yeah so like i was at work that day when that news broke and like i was i was about to record a a podcast with the star wars underworld boys for their uh kanja cast patreon show um, which you should, anybody should check out if they're interested, uh, as we talked about that shit, like literally like half an hour after it happened, like we were literally sitting around waiting to like, we we're like just about to start recording this show. And then all of a sudden this shit pops up on everybody's newsfeed, like, Oh shit, this just happened. And we're like, cause we had had a few like random sort of ideas about just different little things to talk about nothing too crazy and then like literally like 10 minutes before we started recording it was like oh shit uh i guess maybe we ought to talk about this uh so yeah that's on their on their um what what the fuck you call it um but yes that was crazy like i i and and yeah even more and more details have have like come out since 
But yeah, so uh, Lucasfilm basically, and it's at first they were saying that it was sort of a, a consensual kind of thing, but but then it, in the hours and days since then, it basically came out that Phil Lord and, and Chris Miller were straight up fired from the project for basically clashing with with Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan. But yeah, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. What do you what do you it's, guys think? Um. So I guess uh, I've kind of been looking at uh, the uh, playing names. Um, I'm, I uh, guess what, I, uh, fuck. I'm going to give myself a second to think because I have lost my train of thought. Uh, so. That's okay. <laughs> no, my, my, my thing is like, I initially was like kind of confused why they had the people that went from like 21 Drum Street to make it a Star Wars movie, and, like, I get it, like, it's a spinoff movie, it's, it's something that's supposed to be different, I was like, I got on board with that, but now they went from the people that made, uh, How, How to Catch a Meatball to Ron Howard, and I'm just like, what? What the fuck is How to Catch a Meatball? <laughs> yeah, no, no, literally, or how, Meatball's... I don't know. Cloudy with the chance of meatballs. How to train your meatballs. Yeah, how to train your meatballs. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Cloudy with the chance like, of meatballs. I was on board with the weird shit. I was, on, I was on board with the weird shit. Now they're going with Ron Howard, who's done all these like semi-serious movies that are like really renowned. And, like I wanted the weird shit. And I, I, I was looking I get, forward to it. Like, and now I'm like... I get what you're saying. I yeah. do. I, I do. I get, but I think... I don't know. I mean, I think the thing I, is yeah. that they they were, from yeah, what that, it sounds like, that they they thought they were hired to make a comedy, and yeah, like they're make. Now I heard it. I heard it positive the other day on making Star Wars. Now this is podcasting, which I didn't think was an interesting point. Is that I think it was Jason who said that like maybe that when they when you take away their kind of like ability to, to sort of use that fourth wall breaking humor that you yeah. have in like 21 and 22 jump street. And you have in the Lego movie that like, maybe that they're just not that good outside of that framework. You know right. what I mean? Like, because yeah, like as the, I thought about it, all the movies that I've seen of theirs that I liked were those kind of like tongue in cheek movies where they're kind of making fun of the genre that they're also yeah, yeah. Like my thing is like I'm not I'm not upset about it. I'm like it's it's probably the right direction. Like if if that's what they're gonna do, but like I I feel like he had to kind of come in with that idea initially, and like now that they're kind of like it seems like they're almost like scrapping pieces together. It's like yeah, I'm I'm gonna be interested in how much like like reshoots or how much of this yeah. like what what I was reading of when I saw the. Some of the improv that was going on on set, so I like I don't know how many reshoots and how this is going to affect the timeline. I guess no, that, that's the thing. Uh, like, I, I hope eventually, like, there comes like a documentary of like the creation of like the Han Solo <laughs> to see like this whole train. Like, I want to be on a fly. Oh, dude, wall. we won't get that shit for I know years. It, I know we won't. Right. But <laughs> it's just like interesting. Like, it seems like they were like committed to one direction. Well, that's the weirdest thing about it to me, too, is that, like, you know, the rhetoric that has been kind of, like, spouted over and over again 
in all these movies is, oh man, despite this corporate environment, they just let us make the movie that we want to make. You know what I mean? They let us make all these creative choices and take risks. And sh- I remember our interview with the director of photography, which it makes me wonder too. It's like how much of the crew stays, right? When the directors yeah, right. get fucking got in the middle of the production, like, does a DP stay? Does a fucking, you know, like, does a second unit director stay? Like, how many like you wonder but i remember hearing an interview with the director the cinematographer a while ago where he was saying like oh no like we're mate we're taking some crazy risks with this movie we're making a fucking very different movie we're breaking all kinds of rules narratively cinema cinematographically however the fuck what you say that word yeah and like and like honestly i was excited and, about and that, they're acting they like they're being like, encouraged to do it yeah but, but that you know, I, I do find it kind of funny that like you know all the drama last year, last summer about the Rogue One reshoots was them saying it's too dark, it's too gritty. We gotta get somebody in and fucking throw a couple jokes in there. And and now it's just funny that like a year later, on the flip side, now he's they're sure, saying it's too funny, funny. <laughs> it's too silly, too many jokes. You gotta fucking tone it down. And and I do actually, I had an article pulled up. Uh, I just, it, it fucking disappeared. But basically, it, it, it was just saying that, like, it, it, and this is just a report, you know what I mean? It's not, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it was just saying, basically, that that um, Alden Ehrenreich was actually the one with, where he was kind of concerned about the direction that it was all going and, and about how how it was kind of this like slapstick goofball comedy instead of you know maybe a little yeah, too much like, 21 jump street and that he went and talked to a producer and then that person went and talked to kathy kennedy and that then she kind of started paying more attention and and that that it was maybe kind of han himself who who started the ball rolling because he was worried about where their direction they were taking it <laughs> yeah and, and that's what i heard like it's just like not not necessarily like these massive like overhauls it's just kind of like little things that kind of built up over time that like eh, this isn't quite the movie we want so let's, let's well like... the thing to me that it made me kind of like at first i was very taken aback and very kind of surprised by the whole thing but the more it comes out about it, the more it kind of makes sense from the point of view right. that like you know so they they scored a fucking huge like windfall when they when they got Lawrence Kasdan and come back and do I was like, yeah, that that that's like that another people, like thing you have to consider is like this is Lawrence Kasdan's baby, right? Like he wanted no, 100%. he wanted to do this probably before even like they wanted the the, the sequel trilogy. A hundred percent. That that was so that was yeah that was that was just my point. So like so they got him back to come back for seven and co-write that with J.J. Abrams. And to me that I think that was a big selling point for a lot of people who were put off by the prequels. I don't. I'm not one of those people at all. I love the fucking prequels. But I think for a lot of people who were, like, put off by those movies, it was like, okay, look, we brought back Lawrence Kasdan, dude who wrote Empire, he wrote fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's, you know what I mean? Like, obviously proven yeah. track record. And when they got him back, and then after that movie was over, they went to him and said, yo, Larry, all right, if you could write a Star Wars movie, like, what would it be? And he basically said, like, Look, I want to write. I'm, I'll write you one more fucking movie, but you gotta let me pick what it is. 
And they said, all right, cool. Like, yeah, you do you. Pick what you want to do. We'll make it happen. And so, like, that's the reason, at least to my understanding, that's the reason that it ended up being, like, Thing. Yeah, that, that was really because, it got green light and because they got fucking Lawrence, right this far yeah, involved. They got, yeah, right because they got Lawrence Kasdan to come back, and they basically were saying, okay, we got Lawrence Kasdan, we're gonna do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And he came in, he wrote this movie with his son. They've had this plan for fucking ages. Like this was like basically he's steering the ship, in my opinion, as far as the Han Solo movie goes. Like obviously. Kathleen Kennedy is the ultimate decider, but I think he obviously has her ear, too. But, like, from what it sounded like, they started to clash with her, and they started to clash with him. And at the end of the day, Lucasfilm is going to be loyal to him because he's been yeah. giving them fucking decades of gold. And as much as I love those two dudes and like their movies, like, it sounds like they weren't really interested in trying to trying to uh make any kind of compromises which i get like yeah. you know it's 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 tough from both sides it's like you know lawrence kazan had this vision for movie and somebody came in and was trying to make a different movie but like you know we get these dudes come in to make be hired to make a movie and they're being told that they can have all this freedom and then turns out maybe that's kind of bullshit so i, I it's got to be difficult from from both Both. ends but at the end of the day from what it sounds like is is it was this is Lawrence Kasdan's movie and if if you weren't on board with his version of how the fuck this shit was gonna go then you're expendable at the end whether even if that means the director because it sounds like they they were so stoked to get him back for one more movie because they know how much that means I was almost surprised that because before this Ron Howard stuff came out I was almost surprised that they didn't plug him in as as the director because it's his story. He wrote it. He's a proven director. He's directed all sorts of fucking movies. Like, I, yeah. I was kind of surprised that they didn't just plug him in to do it. But maybe he just didn't want to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that could be. I I think it's a I guess a good thing. That's what I've come to terms with. Um, yeah, and that that's what I've kind of like figured out over my yeah. brain. Like, is like initially I was like why even do a Han Solo movie to begin with? I was on that, on that like, camper or boat or whatever. But I was like, okay, it's Lawrence Kasdan's, like, brainchild that he wants to put out there. And then they got... Uh, then then they got... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's... It's, it's not going to be bad. Like, it's... It'll be... They'll figure it out, but... It's just kind of um, concerning yeah. to see this late in development, like all these. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, that does make me feel better about our discussion last week, though, about the director of episode nine and if they were willing to make changes if they had to. Um, yeah. I feel like they yeah, definitively was, ma- it, made that. It's interesting because I was having this conversation with uh, Dominic on Star Wars Underworld the other day because he was saying, like, he thought that that this decision meant that Trevorrow's job was safe, and his his argument was that like, well, Trevorrow's job is going to be now. Maybe misrepresenting yeah, it, but as I'll, far as I remember, his argument was saying that his his argument his job would be safe from the sense that like now he's going to definitely toe the fucking company line because if he steps out of line, he knows his ass is going to get fucking canned. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah it, where it, I was, it, it, it's just no, kind of weird that we get like this news right after we had the Trevor news, like last in the last like <laughs> two or three weeks. It's just like they coincide so well that I'm like, ah, oh, I hope there's not like more. I hope there's not more turmoil, but like, I guess that's just part of the <laughs> the problem when you follow like the production of a film so closely. Yeah, because like probably most films have these issues, but you just never oh, hear yeah. about them because no one really cares. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be interesting what kind of movie comes out of this, though. With just, I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, I was curious to begin with, but now I'm even more curious, and maybe that's their marketing strategy for who, for who all knows. <laughs> I hope not, but right. are you still there, Matt? Sorry, my brain is shorting out for a second. I'm texting. Give me five seconds. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. All right, Chris. Uh, uh, no, I think it's... Um, I guess I'll just say, like, yeah, I think it, Star Wars... Humor how has just had a place in Star Wars, but I feel like it's always been the right amount, I guess. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's, all, it's all about that, like, healthy balance. Like, yeah. and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like... What uh, are their names? Phil and... What, what? Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Phil, Phil Lord and go. Chris Miller. Like they're they're great at humor. They're great at like raunchy, crazy, over the top humor. But I don't know if that's something that is something that is Star Wars and how to tell how to marry the the, the two. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I know what you mean. I'm glad they're. It, I I feel like the the end product will be very yeah. well right refined. i don't think i think they probably gave you every possible fucking yeah. chance that they could have tried to make it work. yeah like but, I, I feel like lucasfilm is gonna put out a polished product at this point for yeah. us to, to sit down and eat our popcorn and right and I, I do hope i hope they will if they need to i hope they will delay it i know that sucks that we might have to wait and it might push back all the star wars timeline I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. yeah honestly, i feel like it'd make more sense at this point i hope it gets delayed dude because honestly i was saying yeah, before i uh, like the december release i was i, was I don't say the same i don't thing. want like, it I, I almost want them to like yeah it'd be cool to get yeah. like two star wars movies within like five or six months of each other but like yes and no yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying I, I, like because, I mean, theory, here's the thing, be like... great to have, like, as many Star Wars movies as there are Marvel movies, but, like, it's it's not Star I, Wars. I, I, yeah, I know what you yeah. mean, but at the same time, I like, I really like this cycle that we've gotten into of the full year of, like, yeah. build-up yeah. and discussion and anticipation. Yeah, like, I think a fucking Christmas present I actually want. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I, really, thing, like, I really, yeah, it makes the set, it makes... And, like, Star Wars isn't just about the movie. It's about, like, the release of the initial, like, trailers, the initial, the initial like, action figures you can get, the initial, like, Lego sets. Like, that totally. build-up is what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Like, it's a... 100%. But, yeah, I... I, I that's the thing. I really like the whole kind of cycle that they've gotten into, and I think... You know, it's weird because I I've never really had this concern with Marvel movies about like oversaturation, but I do get nervous about that with Star Wars, and I don't really know why. I just like I I don't know. I just I, I don't want them to do too much too quick. I get that, and I feel I feel I I understand that same feeling. 
Um, I, I feel like it's because Marvel has so many characters in it that yeah. I want to follow that they can go in all those directions and like yeah. not not oversaturate sure. the characters. And, I guess. And Star Wars is a much more narrow story. Yeah. Like yes, it's a giant universe, but most of the focus is on a is it a very narrow point of like a specific group of people and a family yeah. or whatever. So even though it is this like vast universe, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a, it's like when, um, when, you, when you touch on those like original three of like Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, like it's still very like condensed into this one storyline. Yeah. <sighs> um. Well, okay. So, but okay. So now we've talked a little bit about that, and then I'm getting fired. So what? Yeah. What do you guys think about fucking uh, old Ronnie Howard? taking over as the director um i just gotta say it right off the bat uh him him <laughs> yeah that's pretty much my reaction too well they've they've they've, they've they've definitely got a type yeah <laughs> is he funny or <laughs> okay that's yeah. enough that's, that's, that's... it's not for rest of development <laughs> That's never. That's no such for, thing. For now, <laughs> no. I, I I like Ron Howard. I mean, I I enjoy uh, his movies. I mean, they, yes, they got fucking movies with shit. Um, I'm blanking right now. Yeah, we got uh. Not the religious books and shit. That yeah, the the whole uh. The National da Treasure da Vinci spinoff, Code. whatever. No, da Vinci yeah, Code. There you da Vinci go. Code, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, like, okay. Here's my thing. I, I thought Da Vinci Code was an interesting movie. Uh, the second one with Obi Wan is like the weird parachuting priest was kind of. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, I never go. saw the third one with with Jenner, so it's kind I of didn't interesting either. that it's kind of interesting that the sequel and then the the third one all they both have Star big big time Star Wars actors in them. Um, I heard it was bad. I heard Inferno was bad. I don't know. I heard too. It tanked. I haven't ever but seen that. But at the same either, time, he's made a lot of movies that I really dig too. Um, Rush. Have you guys seen that movie? I have not. But I have, have heard you seen that, thing. Danny. I have not. Dude, it's fucking dope. Okay, here's the thing. I never gave a fuck about F- Formula One racing until I saw that movie. Yeah. And like, it's way more interesting than NASCAR. Because they don't just drive oh, yeah. in a fucking circle. They don't just drive in a fucking. No, circle. I, I went to the Indy 500 last year. So like, I, I, the open. There's something about open wheel racing that make is kind of yeah. cool. Just but like, it's it's a really good movie. It's like even if you don't give a fuck about, and I didn't give a fuck about F1 racing before I watched it. But it's about uh, let's see, I think James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. These like F1 drivers in the 70s were just. Had this like crazy competition with each other. Uh, one was British, he's played by Chris Hemsworth, and then uh, aka Thor, and then Nikki Lauda is played by uh, Daniel Bruhl, who is uh, aka fucking Baron Zemo in MCU. And uh, yeah, it's a fucking awesome movie. Um, I was trying to think what else Ron Howard's done that I, I, I mean, obviously Willow, yeah, he, he did which like is a, a beautiful Lucasfilm connection. Uh, oh, a Cinderella Man, a Paul fucking 13. great boxing. Yeah, Cinderella yeah. Man is a great boxing movie. Um, 
No, he, he has like a, a lot uh, Willow of Willow like, is a fucking great movie. Yeah. And and I I heard today somebody saying that apparently I had never heard this before, but apparently George Lucas was was trying to get Ronnie to direct some or all of the prequels, but that Ron Howard turned them down because he realized that George wanted to direct them himself. Which I thought that was interesting. I had never heard that before. I've seen a lot of pictures with those two together, though, uh, Lucas. Ron well, it makes Howard. sense. I mean, shit, they've known yeah. each other since American Graffiti. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, so, I, that, I, that actually, like, makes me a little bit more happy. Just he kind of has that, like, Lucas mindset and kind of, he's... I mean, whatever you want to say about him, he's a very competent director. Oh, like, absolutely. absolutely. I, I it, it, the, the, you know, other than them picking Lawrence Kasdan, the, and not that I was, like, expecting them to pick Ron Howard, but, like... It, it very much kind of, like, put me at ease because I think on some level I got to, like, commend them for trying to hire these kind of, like, young directors. Yeah, it's, it's like... Yeah, what they're trying to... Like, I it's cool that they're trying to do that, but at the end of the day, it's like, you got to put your big boy pants on because it's fucking yeah, Star Wars. It, it you know what like, I mean? Yeah. It seems like they just picked the best candidate out there. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, like... I hope with the next standalone movie that they pick from the get-go, I hope they pick somebody who they know can fucking put their big boy pants on and, and do this shit right from the beginning. Because, look, I like Gareth Edwards a lot. I think he made a really good movie. But they had to bring in somebody else. They had to bring in Tony Gilroy to help finish it. Yeah, like they, they, and kinda I think, they kind of treat him with, like, kid gloves and, like, had to kind of yeah, you got. But I think the that's the thing. You, the rest of the way. Either you do that or you, or you get somebody like J.J. Abrams or even Ryan Johnson, who maybe doesn't have the track record of a J.J. Abrams, but will still come in and, and, and yeah, not... He, he has that, like, certain uh, level of just, like, professionalism or, like... Yeah, I, and I like, think the difference, the big difference... Movie-making capabilities that, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, mean, I think the big difference between... Miller and, like, somebody like Ryan Johnson is the fact that he's also writing that movie. Right. And like also yeah. with J.J. Abrams, like he wrote that movie. So it, it, I think that's the biggest thing is like they were clearly having issues with the script writer, with the screenwriter and, and Lawrence Kasdan, who's also a director. You know, what I mean, like it doesn't help that that he's also a director in the sense that like so he's thinking of shit when he's writing it. He's I, I'm sure he's also kind of directing it in his head, like he's imagining yeah. what that's going to look like because he's a director. And then when that when they come out and they do something different and, and fucking goofy and, and off the wall, he's yeah, probably going to be yeah, I think annoyed the thing by is, it. Like, I, I feel like Phil Lord and Chris Miller like, kind of play off of that, like, directing on the set and, like, having all this, like, freeform, like, improvisation on, on set. And that's not quite what the whole grand vision of, like, Lucasfilm is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'll be a very interesting year or so, I guess. I mean, technically, yeah. if they don't delay it, it'll be out in like 10 months, but I kind of yeah. don't see that happening at this point. Like, like I said, I hope they delay it, but you never know. Uh, I. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm like 50 50 if, because, if, like, on one hand, like, I feel like they should delay it just with all these, like, issues late in production. 
Well, that's the one thing but that makes me like, wonder. It's, it's like, it seems like how much... Ca- it seems like they're kind of committed to getting back into, like, the summer releases. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. But but the, to me, the kind of, like, the deciding factor will be how much of what they've already shot can they use. Right. right? Yeah. Because, like, yeah. they've been shooting for five fucking months. Yeah. Like, what, and what, and what? there's, like, three to four weeks away from wrapping production. And then they have scheduled reshoots for later in the summer. But, you know, are they going to have to reshoot half the movie? Are they going to have to reshoot yeah. three quarters of it? Like, how much of the shit that they ready is Because if it's in, like, you know what I mean? But it also makes me wonder. If you look at Rogue One. situation. The, the previews for Rogue One were not the previews for the actual movie we saw. <laughs> like, no, I, yeah, totally. I mean, uh, you know, there's a few. Sh- Realistically, there's only a handful of shots that ended up in the trailer that weren't in the movie. But it's clear that they seriously reworked the movie because the first trailer you see Jen and Cassian running on the beach with the data tapes, yeah, and getting shot at. That shit never <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying, like, the overall tone, like, even you can see, like, from trailer to trailer, the, the tone was, like, adjusted to, like, yeah. make it more of, like, And I get it, there's family, gonna be growing like, pains, yeah. and it's, like, a totally new, different, weird direction to take the Star Wars universe. It's gonna be growing pains, but I think, like, they have not set themselves up well. Like, okay, you look at Josh Trank in the Boba Fett movie, yeah. that was a fucking disaster and a fucking nightmare. They tried to hire a young indie director... Too big for his. He, it was too. He was, he was fucking. His He fucking. He just shot the bed and and disappeared. Uh, you know. And then, Rogue One. I fucking love that movie, but it has it has its issues. And and they clearly had some difficulty during production. They had to bring in Tony Gilroy to help finish that movie up. And and you know what I mean, like. It, so like they're yeah I mean like so far for their so their spinoff movies they don't have a great track record of like letting people really kind of finish the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like we're in completely unprecedented territory. Like prior to two thousand twelve, first of all, like after, like before that, like he didn't ever think there was going to be another Star Wars movie be, ever again. And then before that, like if if you were, like, in the times that there was Star Wars movies being released, you'd usually, like, expect three years in between each one. And now we're trying to get in this mindset where there's going to be one each year, and because there's such, like, a focus on them, every little detail is just going to spill out into to media, to what people are following, and I don't know. All right. Yeah, it's just fucking crazy, man. I don't know. It's just yeah. like I, I, I really was not. I was, I don't know. I was just not expecting that shit, like at all. No, yeah, it's, it's like I get, I get like the thing is like this stuff kind of probably has happened on other movies. It's just like we've never cared about it to this extent. All right, but hey, that's that's why we're fans. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Oof, this is fucking nuts, dude. Just like you know, some weeks you just think not much is gonna happen, and then like, boom. <laughs> See, like I, I want to expect stuff like ooh, a new like 
release of character art or something or like a trailer. But it's like, oh shit, shit's going down. Yeah, dude. It, yeah. Now you know the more that I think about it, like obviously it's a weird production schedule compared to the other ones because it would be coming out in May and they'd be coming out in December. So it's hard to compare kind of apples to oranges as far as that goes. But at the same time, like I was thinking, you know, a week or two ago before this shit came out. Not that I'm, like, some kind of fucking soothsayer or anything, but, like, I was just thinking, like, man, we haven't seen, like, anything from this movie. Like, yeah. Like, as far as I can think, the only things that I can think that were, like, official releases were there was, like, a, a couple of photos of some, like, you know, uh, fucking... Yeah. Yeah, there's whatever the one, they call them, like, the, the cast photos photo. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, there's a cast photo, there's a photo of, like, the clapper thing for doing the audio or whatever when and and then there was like the little force for change video where the two directors are sitting there talking to the camera and then they like pan over and you see one little alien and they pan back like that's fucking it that i, I don't know if you, that, that, was, that, was, that was for the last jedi right or was that for you know for for the han solo it was the like they did this okay. like right before celebration they they did like a day or two before celebration they did this, like, new Force for Change video. Like, Daisy Ridley was in it, Mark Hamill was in it. And then the Phil Lord and Chris Miller did, like, a little quick thing where they were, like, sitting in front of a camera talking. And they say, like, oh, hey, like, we, let's show them something from the movie. And they, like, turn the camera over and you see this, like, you know, uh, Muppet alien thing. And then it pans back over real quick. And that was it. That was, like, the whole fucking thing. And I was just thinking, like, compared to the other movies that we've seen, like, when we're less than a year out, I feel like we had seen so much more. And and it was I did find it kind of weird. Like again, not not I'm not trying to say right. that I was like predicting this shit wasn't gonna happen, but I was thinking a few weeks ago, like, it's kind of fucking weird how little they've really shown us. Like almost Doesn't like even have a name yet. Yeah, and almost <laughs> like they don't wanna show it to us because it's almost like they're not happy with it. So yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, don't even, I, they don't even know what to call the fucking movie, so you know, I haven't lost faith that it could be a good movie or anything oh, like no, that. I'm, I'm but not it's saying just, that. But... It's, it's just weird. And, and it's also bizarre to me that, like, these kinds of things didn't come out in pre-production. You know what I mean? In terms of, like, okay, for instance, like, Edgar Wright, when he left Ant-Man, like, like, he had been working on that movie for a while, but he still left during pre-production before they started shooting. Like... These yeah. motherfuckers, dude, these dudes have been shooting since the end of January. And, yeah, like, and, they were and, three weeks away from rapping. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's pretty fucking bizarre. Like, I don't really, I can't really think of a good situation to compare it to. Like, yeah, other directors have left other projects, sure. But it's usually not in the middle or towards the end of a production like that. And, and, like, the only thing that I can even think of slightly comparable in terms of their, not in terms of the context of the situation, but just in terms of where they're was it that happened with Zack Snyder and Justice League. And that was for, like, that yeah. only made no, sense because reasons. it was that, for a horribly yeah. traumatic fucking personal reason, right? Like, you know what I mean? In that case, you're like, yeah, I get it. Like, take 
take your time. Like you, you know what I mean? Like take care of yourself and your family. Like I get it. But, but, but short of something like that, it's pretty fucking bizarre to me that like, if they had this big of problems that it didn't come out sooner. Yeah. They were announced as the directors two years ago. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like even with like, Rogue One, like, you, you heard about these, like, mumblings of, like, oh, they want to reshoot it, it's not quite the way they want it, and they want to do all these reshoots, but there was, like... Right, I never situ- heard any of that with this but it, movie. But they never straight up fired him, like... Well, and, I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the difference is that when they came to him and said, yo, we gotta change some shit, maybe he said, cool, bring in, yeah. you know, bring in, bring in who you gotta bring in, and... The fuck that. It's right. possible. Yeah, I guess Kathleen Kennedy is just running shit, but who knows? I mean, it's hard to argue with her track record when you no, got yeah, that's what I'm saying. fucking <laughs> E.T., Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, shit no, like that. that. But those are like three of my like top ten movies. No, they're fucking all-time <laughs> classics, for real. Like, she obviously knows what she's doing, and she knows what works and what doesn't, but it just makes me wonder, like, she's the person that hired these dudes. You know what I mean? Like, if it was... And, and from what everything that I've heard, it sounds like from the get-go, it was just very obvious that there was, like, a culture clash and that they were not getting along... But it's just weird to me because it sounds like this. She's the one who fucking hired him in the first place. So it's like it, it is a little weird to me that it. Yeah, and that, that's what it, I was saying towards like the beginning of this like segment is like, how, how do you go from like, Phil and Lauren Miller to to Ron Howard? Like they they're almost the like complete opposite ends of the spectrum as far as like directors. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. And and as much as I think Ron Howard is a great director and a very competent director. He's very much the safe bet in this situation, which is what they need, considering the the kind of fuck up that they just have been through. Like they need a safe bet, but it's definitely, you know, I mean, maybe they should have been going with the safe bet from the first from from the get. Yeah, but it's like it's like putting in like your designated hitter at the end of the ninth. Like, yeah, like I mean, here I guess here's my thing. It's like okay, so from the beginning. Like, you know, two years ago, if you're going to say we want a director who knows what they're doing, can handle a big giant blockbuster and will ultimately defer to us when it comes to story, then you should have gone with the safe bet and hired Ron Howard two years ago. That's the thing that's strange about it to me is that they come in hiring these new kind of like up and coming indie directors who have kind of unique of a kind of unique voice to them, and then they say, oh, we're going to make people yeah. this kind of come down like, on them later and say, actually, I know, I just, I just see it as they, like, they, like, they took a risk, uh, they didn't like it, you know, yeah, they just, I don't know. I feel like, it's fine. I feel no, like they, not, they, they took it and they're just like, it, hey. I guess the only thing that really kind of bummed me out about it, and I hadn't really even considered it until I heard somebody mention it the other day. And once they did, I was kind of like, oh, damn, that's true. And it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up, really, when you think about it. But, okay. I mean, the, the point being that, like, Lucasfilm was founded 
basically to avoid exactly what just happened. Like, George Lucas was like a total, like as much of a fucking dork as he was, was like a total fucking rebel. Like the Directors Guild fucking hated him. Like, just Holly, big Hollywood in general kind of fucking hated him because he, he refused to, like, go along why Lucasfilm exists and this why he was able to sell it for four billion fucking dollars is because he said no fuck y'all I'm gonna do what I want to do and if you don't like it you can fuck off like the whole point of him founding Lucasfilm after uh, Star Wars aka A New Hope came out was to avoid studio interference was to avoid the big studio. And I know he hired Kathleen Kennedy, so I'm not trying to, like... Like, he can't be fucking pissing and moaning too much about it because at the end of the day, he hired her. He sold his company to a multi-billion dollar corporation. He had to know that there was some possibility that this was going to happen. But it did kind of bother me a little bit when I heard somebody say that. It's like, it's true that, like, Lucasfilm was literally quite literally founded to avoid this exact situation, to avoid a, a studio, a big, giant, or, multi-million dollar fucking studio to come in and tell their tell the, the indie the vision of what they wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, you it, can it, think, think of it this way instead, though, that he didn't find it to avoid that. He found it so he could do things the Lucas Arts way, I guess, or his way. Yeah. Rather. I, I, yeah. I feel like a lot of corporations and companies are founded the exact way you just described. No, I know except... what you mean. Like, and it's like, obviously, it's 40 years removed from that. So, like, right, it changes. Yeah. And, and you, like, you got to adapt to the real world. I get that. But just, like, on principle, like, just from the, like, rebellious spirit on which it was founded to be like, you know what? No, fuck you. I'm a poor-ass filmmaker, but I have an artistic vision, and I want to make it happen regardless of your fucking money and how much money you're going to try to throw at me. Like, that, on that level, it was kind of like, ah, oh, shit, that's true. And I didn't even really think about it until somebody else said it. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it's kind of a... It's a moot point. Like, it doesn't really fucking matter. It's like a cow's opinion. It doesn't matter. It's a moot point. But, like, <laughs> at the same time, it was just kind of like, oh, shit. That's, that's, that's true, though. Yeah. Well, have you guys read the news that they're, like, because it's so late in production that there might be, like, a, uh, a Lord and Miller cut and a Ron Howard cut, like, released on DVD or whatever? Oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe yeah, that Lucasfilm I, would ever let... I highly a, doubt I, it's going to happen, but... In the same way that I don't think that they would ever let a a, 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 a cut of Rogue One before the reshoots, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they would ever let that shit out for at least, yeah. you know, maybe in 30 years. But, like, they're yeah. not going to... They're, they're, unless it's, like, an illegal fucking leak or something, they're not yeah. going to let that shit out. Um... Yeah, dude, I don't know. It's fucking kind of... just kind of crazy all around. Yeah? Like, uh, I I really was like... Uh, it was just kind of like the last thing I was expecting to happen. Like, I don't know. Like, especially after the conversation we had last week about Trevorrow or whatever, like... 
I, w- I would have expected him to get fired before. Like I would, I had no reason to think anything like that would happen with them. Like I, I've not heard anything weird or bad or negative. Yeah, like about that movie at all up until this point. Yeah, it, it's. I I hope they don't like. I don't know. Like I, okay, this whatever. The whole I, I I don't plan on seeing the the movie just released. I don't care like if people didn't see it the right way or if it wasn't quite his whole plan. But I hope they they like actually move forward with it enough because it seems like he's pretty committed to it like Trevorrow I, I'd be surprised if and, well okay so to get back to like what we talked about a little bit ago like when I talked to them on the Star Wars Underworld about that like they were saying they thought this would make him sort of fall either that it would make him fall in line more um, yeah I, I I I can buy that argument, but I think it also puts him on like real fucking thin ice. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, like if, but, he, but I've also heard stories of like how he's like he was talking with Ryan Johnson about like stuff that's going to be in the Last Jedi that's going to like reflect in what's going to happen in his movie. So like I I hope they kind of like keep it coherent and kind of like ha- let the directors like work together, but who knows. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy Jurassic World. I just don't have a huge amount of confidence in Colin Trevorrow. I just don't. But he also has the least amount to do, I think, in the fact that, like, Ryan Johnson right. is doing the the meat of the story. Trevorrow just kind of has to wrap it up. He just has to shit the bed, basically. Yeah, I feel like, who, like uh, Ryan Johnson definitely has the hardest job. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I think he's the most well-equipped to deal with it, yeah. too. and, like, right. I, I have the most confidence in him. Probably even more so than J.J. Abrams. Oh, 100%. To be honest. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, uh, just fucking crazy, though, all around. Um, I don't know if I have yeah. much more to really add about Yeah. About can we just get that. a fucking trailer? Um, right, <laughs> yeah. there, there was... A rumor that it might a trailer might drop at D twenty three. Right, I like. I have one. They don't know what the movie's gonna look like. I like. Part of me thinks that they were like start part of the whole thing that kind of went to its end was they were gonna start working on this trailer and then started not liking the content. In a way, like finally, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Very interesting couple of months, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, but we'll be right there for you. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got um, any more any more news you we want to get into before we go into Rosie talk? Uh, I guess uh, I you had a phone news, call. But yeah, I got. Uh, oh yeah. I uh, I'm kind of interested. Oh, shit, yeah, I, I completely <laughs> spaced on this. Yeah, I've got a little, I guess, a little update to, uh, uh, I guess I never even called it an ass chapping because I, 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 I was, I was just more confused about the situation than I was ass chapped about it. But a few, I guess it's probably like four or five weeks ago now, I went around um, about 
how my ass was almost chapped about how I had been blocked on Twitter by uh, one Stephen Stanton, a.k.a. Uh, Admiral Raddus, a.k.a. Grand Moff Tarkin, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Kenobi, a.k.a. Colonel Mieber Gascon, a.k.a. Moralo Eval. Uh, I could fucking go on, uh, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I just went on and on. As you know, I, I I originally really wasn't very confused by the whole thing. I really couldn't understand why he even knew who I was, much less like why he would have like blocked me or anything like that. Um, but so I had an idea like a week or two ago. Because uh, he does a lot of work with the Starlight Children's Foundation, um, does a lot of cool like charity work with them, which is uh, um, definitely worth uh, checking out. Uh, but basically, so I, I originally was thinking maybe he had heard me on because I know he listens to Star Wars Underworld sometimes because he goes on their live chat and like has called into them before and he calls into steel wars sometimes and and goes on his show actually i think today's sunday right yeah so i think he's actually right now um i think steven and steel are both at uh meltdown comics in la doing a live podcast uh so i'm sure that'll be up on their their page or steel wars page pretty soon uh which is pretty fucking cool but yeah, he's just, you know, like that, uh, that's part of why I'm, I'm such a big fan of him to begin with is just like, he like constantly is like talking to and engaging with fans in different ways like that. But anyway, so I knew he listened to their show. So I, I went on to their show and I thought it'd be like, it may be a good way to try to like get his attention or whatever. But so I went and made a donation to, uh, the Starlight I went onto their show and like told them that story and was like, yo, Steven, if you're out there, if you're listening, would you consider unblocking me basically? And like, here I, you know, I gave, gave a donation in your name to this charity you work with, et cetera. And I really didn't even think much would come of it. Like I was like, yeah, maybe he'll hear it. Maybe he won't. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Literally the next morning, uh, I always like I woke up. I saw a notification that said Stephen Stanton has followed you on Twitter, <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh damn, that's fucking cool. Like he heard it and he unblocked me. That's awesome. And I was like, cool. Like that. If it, if it would have only gone that far, that would have been yeah, awesome. That, like that I was cool with that. Right you there. know what I mean? That was the resolution. That was what I was looking for. It's like. Even if he never heard it, you know what I mean? Even if he never heard it or unblocked me, it's like, worst case, Ontario, they still got a little bit of change out of it and could hopefully do some cool shit, you know what I mean? Like, I, like yeah, whatever. Uh, that would have been cool enough. <clears throat> um, but then he, he messaged me and was like, yo, uh, send me your phone number. Uh, I'd like to like give you a call and, and say thanks in person for your donation or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. So yeah, I sent him my phone number and then uh, I guess what day is today? Sunday. Sunday. It would have been like yeah. Thursday or Monday morning here, but Friday. Yeah, I think it was 
Thursday evening, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, so he called me like Thursday night, and I talked to him and his manager Dutch um, for uh, and, and a gal named Kathy. I can't honestly remember if she. I think I think she also works for him. Um, but yeah, I talked to them for probably like thirty or forty minutes the other night, and like they're just like the nicest fucking people you've ever met in your life. You know what I mean? Just like super chill down to earth folks probably just as much about dogs as we did about star star wars in the end of the day like because i like i work with dogs and like i started telling them about that and like the organization that i work for and everything and and then they started telling me about how like his manager was telling me how he used to run like a, a wolf rescue like a 5,000 acre wolf rescue back in the seventies or something, which is all pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We just like, we just fucking chatted about star Wars and like, you know, like, Oh yeah. And also by the way, just to like clear the air, clarify, like it was a complete accident that he had blocked me on Twitter to begin with. He messaged me. It was like, yo, like, I don't know how that happened. I just went and looked at my shit and like, uh, like a whole bunch of people had been accidentally blocked that were he was not intending to block basically or whatever and uh yeah so he was super cool about the whole thing and and I was like oh man like I, I really appreciate it. like like I'm I'm a huge to begin with like, yeah him do shit like the for the Clone Wars for like ten years honestly almost and and. He's just a good dude on top of the fact that he's an awesome actor and has voiced some of my favorite characters uh, in Star Wars. And, in I mean, shit, dude, Admiral Raddus in Rogue One, like, I told him straight up, I was like, dude, you stole the show, man. Dude, like, I did. love that movie, but, like, straight up, like, you stole the show in, like, the best way possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. It was just cool, and it was kind of a surreal experience in a lot of ways because, like, I just kind of thought, like, oh, this is a fucking harebrained idea to maybe, like, try to get his attention. I didn't honestly think it would work. Like, I thought, like, I don't know, maybe maybe it'll work, whatever. Like, but I wasn't expecting that. And I wasn't expecting just, like, his level of, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he was just super cool and just, like, oh, like, oh, no worries. Like, let me call you. And, like, would just fucking talk to me on the phone for, like, half hour, 40 minutes and, and just, like, the most down-to-earth dude, you know what I mean? It was not, like, normal. I mean, I was just, yeah, like, yeah. telling him about what I did and talking about, like, <laughs> just casually talking about him, <laughs> how he voices actors in a Star Wars movie. Like, it was just crazy. And yeah, he's just, like, the nicest dude you ever met. And his manager, Dutch, and Kathy... Super, super nice people there. <laughs> Actually, they, gave, they were telling me... Uh, some some stuff because apparently they've known dom and and ben and chris at the star wars underworld for like years since they were like teenagers <laughs> and they're telling oh. me how they like they flew them out to some event uh like years ago but like chris couldn't come unless his mom came with him or something and like <laughs> they gave me some funny stuff to go back and 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 bust on those dudes about but, uh, yeah, no, it was cool, man. Like, it was honestly just, like, a, a surreal but but also a really awesome experience because, like, I don't know, like, I've met a handful of people who have been in, in 
you know, movies and TV shows, but only really in like settings, like thing. Yeah, you have a few seconds to talk to them, and then that's it. You know what I mean? Like I met Peter Mayhew last year, and uh, Sam Witwer, and and Freddie Prince Jr. at Celebration. But like that was it. You know, I mean, it's like you get a few seconds, and and dude, yeah, just spend fucking forty minutes on the phone, just talking to, some, and like you did a couple of the voices and stuff like. It was just so cool, man. Like, I just, like, it, it was just one of the coolest fucking things I've ever done. And and it was really cool of him, too. Like, I'll just say on top of that to, like, I started telling him about the organization that I worked for and everything. And, and he he gave our, uh, our, our organization a little shout-out on his Twitter page, which is cool because, like, we're totally run off donations and everything. So it, it was just really rad. And, and it was just, like, the nicest dude ever. And and it was pretty fucking cool, uh, you know. For something that started out as just me being a fucking dumbass and just going on a crazy, stupid <laughs> rant, like some pretty cool <laughs> shit came out of it. At the end of the day, no, that's awesome. This is our first like celebrity interaction on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, but man, it, honestly, it, it, like he, it was... he brings into question like who you can actually have this like argument of like who is your favorite Mon Cal now. Radisher, dude, Akbar. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, it's right, Radis. Yeah. I guess I'm yeah. biased. Yeah, obviously now, but right, guy, yeah, he's yeah. ready. He's ready to go. Bring the fleet in, you know. Yeah, man, sweet. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I don't know, and I, and I have another um, cool update to that situation, but uh, I I'm gonna wait until next week for that. All right. But I just needless to say, I've I've I, I I've talked to him and his manager a few more times about some other stuff, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have another update on that next week. Yeah, keep Oof. keep keep everybody in suspense. <laughs> I'm actually in suspense too because I have no idea what we're talking about. But yeah, we this is first we've heard about this. He hasn't told us about this until yet. Yeah, now, so. I heard you, I heard you talk to him, but I was like, oh, awesome! That's yeah. going to be a great report. For this, this episode. Yeah, no, it's funny because I didn't tell anybody in the morning, but hey, I'll call you tonight. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody that was happening until after it happened. And I just texted you guys, and I was like, "Yo, I just spent half an hour on the phone with Steven Stanton." <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was expecting you guys to be like, "Oh, <laughs> bullshit." <laughs> I, no, Especially I... considering the most recent time we had talked about it, it was like me complaining about how I'd been blocked on Twitter. So. I'm sure it probably was yeah, like, didn't I, really make I, a hell of a lot of sense. And like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, me, like, I just the, got off uh, the phone the with it. Like, <laughs> I was just happy he got unblocked because I was like, all right, that's, that's right? cool. We cleared all that up. I'm sure it was just a misunderstanding. But then the fact that you said like you actually talked to him around, I was like, holy shit, man. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. It was pretty rad. And, like, I don't know. It was just really cool of him because, like, I mean, that's, like, his whole thing is, like, he, he uses his platform to do, like, cool shit. Like, he, he doesn't um, – if he does autograph signings, it's not for money. He does it for charity. Like, he'll do autograph signings and then, like, donate all that shit to charity. Like, he doesn't go and, and make money off that shit. He did a lot of like, Wounded Warriors, um, which is also a really cool organization. Uh, and, yeah, and also the Starlight Children's Foundation. And, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, I, I got some other... Uh, other updates uh, for, you know, 
down the line. But uh, yeah, I've I've talked to him and his manager uh, uh, once or twice since then, and uh, yeah, they're just like super nice people. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll have an update on that next week for you. Not right. I, I know I'm using a Star Wars quote, but I feel like these are our first steps into a larger world. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, funny. Right. What? Hey, he plays he plays Obi Wan Kenobi in Rebels. He said that exact quote. And it's funny too because he was telling me how about how like he lives in this area in um in 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 Los Angeles where uh, apparently you and McGregor lives like a couple houses down. I was like, oh shit, dude, like that's pretty fucking cool. Yep. All right. It's about that time. It's about that time. All, All right. right. Won't tell your story about a woman I know. exciting episode ever like a pretty low i'd say it's definitely like low-key episode like it's definitely it's a funny episode for yeah. sure but but very low-key just kind of like it, it's called saturday yeah and it's pretty much just that it's pretty much just everybody hanging out on a saturday doing what you do you fucking you know, Rosie's doing some chores, cleaning the fucking oven, just dealing with her kids' bullshit. Uh, you know, Dan's out fucking drinking beers and working on his truck. Just like a typical... Yeah, typical Saturday. Uh, you know? Yeah, and, you know, Dan has his buddy over, Dwight, to, to come in and uh, work on the pickup with him. And, and then Dwight... Dwight uh, has a couple gets a couple fucking beers under his belt and decides that it's a good idea to go hit on Jackie, uh, <laughs> which goes pretty poor. Actually, you know it goes well at first. Surprisingly, he's kind of right. he's kind of he's kind of crushing it for a minute. It's all about confidence. And then, yeah, oh, totally. And then he gets a little too cocksure and yeah. and yeah. a little too bit over extent, the top. And, <laughs> and uh, he, he, goes, he, he goes a little hard. He goes a little too hard in the paint, and he kind of blows it to uh, to an extent. <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, then then he, Jackie kind of reads in the right act, and she goes back inside. She said, "Roseanne, that guy's a fucking idiot." Blah blah blah. And Dan right. comes right. in and says. Dan comes back in and starts tearing him a new one and saying, how could you say that to my buddy? He's such a good dude. You made him cry. You, like, totally crushed his spirit as a person. Like, you fucking... Like, you, Jackie. 
and and she kind of starts to feel bad for half a second and and then uh uh oh yeah so as dan's walking in to start ripping them a new one uh crystal rosie's friend is on her way out she was like hanging out with uh the kids or whatever and she's on her way out walking out to the through the driveway or whatever and but anyway so so after dan fucking yells at them and makes them feel bad and then jackie's starting to feel bad and maybe gonna go apologize and then fucking dwight walks back in and, and <laughs> after dan was saying how he was all distraught and and broken down as uh, emotionally ruined the he comes back in and goes, hey, I'm about to go on a date with Crystal. All right, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the end of the fucking episode. <laughs> like, that's really all that happens. Like, they just kind of hang out. Roseanne is busting Dan's balls trying to say, because he's saying how, like, oh, I'm going to finally get my back up for Oh, bullshit. You're going to sit out there and fucking drink beer and, and fucking talk about who has bigger hood ornaments. And, and, and you're not going to do shit. And I guarantee you, come 4 o'clock, your truck's not going to be running. And then, of course, they fucking sit around and drink beer all day. And then it comes to be like 3.55. And they go, oh, shit, and try to, like, fix the truck real quick all of a sudden. But, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely an enjoyable episode. It's not like nothing too crazy happens, but, and, but pretty yeah, funny overall. Yeah. Yeah, I, episode, I, maybe. I'd say like it's yeah. a it's a refreshing episode. Just like you don't really have to think too much. You just it's kinda... a palate cleanser. Yeah, palate cleanser. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the the one guy, the the bald guy that smashed his head on the hood too. I guess it was her husband at the time, uh, Roseanne Barr's ex husband. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the DVDs, I got it. it like each episode kind of. You got commentary. You got you got the inside yeah. information right now. Bro, no, it's just like uh, it's not really commentary. Really? Like each episode starts with like a thirty. Like like on the Star Wars VHSs, how they have the Leonard Maltin interviews at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. This and it's like her. I think they're fairly recent too, because she kind of looks older. Um, I don't know how recent, but uh, so yeah. So I learned that interesting fact, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was just whatever. You know, the one guy I don't remember his name is hitting on Jack. He's kind of kind of like a misogynistic dill hole kind of. And Rosie, I feel like plays off of it really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I. I... I say like for my for my rating, I say this is just like a staple solid eight, just like nothing amazing, nothing too bad to bring it down. Just dead set eight. Yeah, yeah, I think eight's a solid score for it, and yeah. it's uh, yeah. you know nothing too nothing crazy, but definitely pretty funny overall. Right, you know, I like the part like at the beginning with TJ. It's just like I like the peanut butter on. She makes him a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I like it with peanut butter on top, and then she just flips it, and then he just walks off all happy. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, yeah. You know, just being a little asshole, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go.
think that's kind of that's that's it for it's kind of all I got to say about the episode, anyways. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. Like, there's not a lot to say, but it, I was thoroughly entertained. But <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> you were you? <laughs> what's, go, what's going on right now? <laughs> oh shit! All right, cool. Yeah, no, that was all I had, man. Uh, surprised we didn't get off the more. Surprised that we didn't go for like hours and hours, but I guess it's getting. Fun. It's kind of late. Yeah, right. No, I think I think we got like a good hour and a half in. That's oh like, yeah. No, we're good. Well, shit. Uh, all right. Uh, well, if anybody gets a fucking chance to rate and review the show on iTunes, there we'll. Uh, if we get any more reviews, we'll eventually uh, we'll pick. If we get up to ten reviews, we'll we'll pick one of those ten people and send them some free cool Star Wars swag. Uh, last I checked, we're still at six, so. We're yeah, uh, we kind of plateaued here. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to give people. My we just shit. have to start giving cash as a reward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, you better incentives. Yeah. Just make sure there's no like straggling emails or voicemails out there. So it's just gonna be a second. But, <laughs> oh sure, but, but yeah, I, if anybody does want to. Uh, gmail.com we're looking at you Ian I know you're listening yeah, yeah. right E-Dog calling you out <laughs> but yeah we got nothing come on alright come on come on <laughs> people come on <laughs> get, 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 throw us a bone get, oh, get, but uh no, nah, I, I love anybody that actually gives us a listen and can be listening at this point uh I'm trying to think of some clever way to get more people to listen but I don't think I don't know what to think. Bribery is the best way I've come up with. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's only so effective. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, shit. All right, boys. Well, uh, I'm Darth Matt 501 on Twitter. Uh, Chris? I'm Sithfer on Twitter. And I am Paul and Snooks. Paul and Snooks. On Twitter. Minus the V. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul and Snooks. That's what I am. But, uh, it's been another good week. Take care. Alright.